Hey there, friends. Welcome to Happy Soul Talk. This is week four, week and four. we are talking about secret number three of, uh, <laughs> of the Happy Soul. So this is our, our book uh, discussion. It goes along with Katie's book, Secrets of the Happy Soul. And I'm excited that you guys are here. Here we are, four weeks in. Um, thanks for hanging with us, guys. Yeah. So let's review the first. Let's review the first two, Katie. Okay. Okay. So the first secret of the happy soul. I'm scrolling through my book. You tell us. The first secret is that they're they are focused on God. We're focused on yes. God. Yes. Not ourselves. On not you know, what to do. We're just focused on God and everything kind of comes after that. So the action point there too, if you guys haven't caught this in the, in the two chapters, the first chapter is more kind of teaching theology, Bible, however you want to, however you want to put that, but this it's primarily teaching the second chapter. And so in this, uh, and you can see it well laid out when you get in the book, you see the section, um, and so four is focused. That's the truth about that's the secret. And then the next chapter is believe better. That's the action. So what that. what is my action point? What is the thing that I um, want to focus on before? Not necessarily before we move on to the next one, but, you know, like what what we do have a partnership, right? We've been talking about this is a partnership. God is the one doing the work. It's yeah. his equation from start to finish, but we get to be a catalyst in our lives, in our spiritual lives. And the 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 amount of input we put into that, effort that we put into that will help facilitate God's work in our lives. So that is our action point. Believe better. Yep. I love it. And then our second secret is that this, the happy soul is resolved to follow God's way. I love right. that. And what's our action point with resolved? So the action point is grasp God's way. And we talked last week about we can't grasp something and really cling to it if we don't know it. So you know, the first, you know, first step is really to know God's way. Know not what so and so taught us, not what not what we heard in Sunday school, not what our pastor said, not what the you know latest greatest uh, blogger says. Now, what they say may be affirmed, but you need to know for yourself what God's yeah. word says. Yeah. And that way you can know that what your pastor is a-okay and what the blogger says is right or not. Um, and so we need to go to God's word first and understand it for ourselves. Yeah, that's right. And that's a great transition into this week's secret. The secret of the happy soul number three is... Um, the happy soul is attached to God's word. Attached. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me why you picked the word attached, Katie. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the, you know, a lot of these titles have changed several times. Um, mm -hmm. The essence of it is that you see, well, starts in Psalm 1, right? All these secrets started there in Psalm 1 and 2. So you have the happy is the one who does not this does not that does not this but his delight is in the law of the lord and on his law he meditates day and night so you see this there is a delight piece they love and crave and enjoy god's word but they also meditate there's a meditative piece where it is part of it's in our mind so much that it comes out of our mouth it is 
just something that we are setting our minds on. And so it just felt like this attachment, you know, it's this attachment clinging. Um, and when we looked at uh, Psalm 119 too, which is, mm -hmm. you know, this handcrafted, we talked about being it like a hand stitched embroidery piece almost mm -hmm. of, of literature, this poetry. Mm -hmm. And their view of God's word is often not how I feel about it every day. You know, just mm -hmm. this, they are so, they could not be without God's word. They could yeah. not live without God's word. Like that's a, that's a deep attachment. I think a lot of us these days are attached to our phones. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't go anywhere without it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think about how my, my grocery store is probably a quarter of a mile from my house. I mean, it is so close. And if I get in my car and drive down there without my phone, sometimes I turn around. <laughs> God, do you remember the days when we went everywhere with no, there was no phone. Mm -hmm. We drove across the country without a phone. For real. Yeah. We have been so attached to our phones. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be great if we were that attached to God's word? Yeah. And you know what? We all have it on our phones too. So, you know, we can, we can be, we can have it with us, but mm -hmm. you're talking about an internal attachment, right, Katie? Yeah. Well, I think there is an internal attachment when it comes to our phones too. Cause it's, I mean, and I think that's such a great example, Angie, cause you think about the meditating part. What are we doing? Like when we leave the house, do I have my phone, you know, like, and when we're out, I think part of it is because we've all lost a phone or dropped a phone maybe before. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so it takes, you know, I, I know people have dropped them in the toilet, right? So you learn not to, you know, I've heard of that. I was like, I'm not, that's not going to happen. It's almost happened to me a couple of times because I put it in my back pocket and it's yeah. really easy for it to slip out of that back pocket when you're getting ready to sit down, you know? <laughs> and so, I mean, that becomes something that's like this mental checklist, this mental caution of, I have to make sure that I take it out of my pocket or leave it out of the back. I don't know. Sorry. I didn't, I know potty talk is not everybody's favorite subject, but no, it's just, you know, it's just something It's part of our everyday. We're constantly thinking about where it is. We got our pop sockets because we don't want to drop it. Like we go to such lengths to protect yeah. the thing because it is, it's usually a pretty penny. Um, and we feel like we can't function without it. It's essential to our daily function. And so without what if God's word was that way? to us mm -hmm. as well. Or we missed it if it's not there. If it's just a constant uh, checklist. Like you said, I, I'm also reminded of the diaper bag day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys know when you couldn't leave your house without a diaper bag and the checklist you had to go through to make sure, but depending upon where you were going, that you had exactly what you needed in that bag. And it's just when you're a mom, um, and I know we're probably not all moms here, but um, when you are a mom of a baby or something tiny, a <laughs> little person that you are taking care of, it is a constant, constant play in your mind. Like, what do I need? Yeah. What do I need? What do I need for her or for him? Yeah. And if the if we thought of scripture as a constant, what do I need? What do I need? What is God saying? It's just constantly on the front forefront of our mind, the way we treat our phones or our diaper bags or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever our keys, we have to have our keys to go right. anywhere, you yeah. know? Um, 
just yeah, I love that. start to think of some things that we feel are so essential to our lives that we couldn't live without. That's the feeling we want with God's word. Yeah. I love that analogy of the diaper bag too. Cause usually there's a, end up being things in the diaper bag that maybe weren't originally. Um, or, I mean, this could be if you go camping or if you have a pet and you're going on the road, you usually learn, you, you think you have everything you need in there, but then some scenario happens and you realize I wasn't prepared for that scenario. And so you end up putting more stuff <laughs> either in your camping bag or your diaper bag or whatever, because of the scenario. And we need God's word in that way of the scenarios of, I am like flipping out right now because of my thought life and this thing is going on. And so I need to be better prepared for the scenario and have God's word in a place that is going to help me in that moment. Maybe when I'm not in front of the Bible physically, maybe I'm memorizing a verse that is helping me in that situation. Um, there was a time several years back where I was really dealing with this feeling of I am just so subpar, <laughs> you know, like I'm just messing everything up. I can't get anything right. And I was comparing myself. I'm looking at other people yeah. and it's like, man, she's got this together and she's got this together and that person's got this together. And I got nothing together, you know, and I really had to back up and mm -hmm. remember what God's word says that it's not, I don't have to be everything. I don't need to be enough. Um, Jesus was enough and he's given me given that to me um yeah. and i mean i just had this list about 20 verses i had to keep reading and reading and reading and and, and start to memorize and that was the that was because my scenario was boiling you know just getting out of control and so i had to add new things to my arsenal if you want to call it that uh yeah. in order to I had to cling to some very specific promises in God's word in order to get me through that mental bad place. Yeah. I mean, I think we all are, you know, whatever our vice might be. Um, some of us, it's emotion and we get really caught up in the emotion of maybe a relationship or something that's going on, or maybe even just a mess up. We, we had like, we screwed something up and we just, you know, start to listen to lies and believe untruths about it. Um, but if you can replace those thoughts, you know, the scripture that talks about um, taking thoughts captive, that is, that is the best way to do it. It's to take those thoughts captive by turning them around and thinking on God's word mm -hmm. instead of whatever is bombarding you in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I got a call after midnight last night from my teenager who's in college and his emotions were just running high, <laughs> running high. And I just said, you need to step back, go read your Bible and calm yourself down because mm -hmm. it just, y'all, we can be our own worst enemy when we have the, the best weapon right there in our hands or laying right next to our bed. Mm -hmm. That is the best weapon we can have in moments like that. So yeah. It's true. Okay. So we've been talking about lots of practical reasons that we need to be, or how we need to be attached to God's word. So um, I love when you said, Katie, that it, there's a deep connection between loving God's word and following his ways. And we're going to talk about that today. Basically 
loving and meditating on his word leads to action, right? Mm-hmm. It leads to action. So you gave, you gave this um, great illustration of Netflix and Facebook. You were like, you said, you know, some of us prefer Netflix or Facebook over timing God's word. And I just cringed a little because I'm guilty. You know, I'm guilty. We think that we just want to sit and veg. Mm-hmm. And of course you can sit and veg sometimes, but there are some times when we need to be filled, right? And not just um, empty, pouring in emptiness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk more about that. Like, tell, tell me about how, what, what's the, how is God's word more refreshing or fulfilling to us than, than say just resting and watching TV? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm still learning this too. There's plenty of days where I'm just like, I just want to do nothing. I just want to do nothing. I want to be this mindless scrolling or uh, I mm. like I, sometimes I like play games on my phone or something, you know, it mm. just feels like I'm disconnecting, but really yeah. it's not, it, it's really not as refreshing as we always think it's going to be. Right. Uh, and it's, it's really, it's, it's escape that I want. You know, I, I'm, I think what, what really comes down to for me a lot of times is I am tired and weary and, feel like I just need to quit for a little while. If I could just right. quit for a little while, then I could get back in. And, and I mean, we definitely need to rest. We need to rest physically, yeah. we need to rest emotionally. Uh, but really that true, you know, God talks a lot or the, the Bible talks a lot and Jesus specifically, you know, with the woman at the well talking about that, that he is the living water. It's only the presence of God that is ever going to truly satisfy that whatever's in me that feels unsatisfied or feels unsettled or feels unrested um that because we can be in a really really busy exhausting season but still have that soul level rest Mm -hmm. uh if we're and for me it's always whether or not i'm in god's word and it doesn't mean I do it perfectly. It doesn't mean I wake up at seven, you know, six a.m. and spend an hour in God's Word. Um, Every day. But it's, you know, it's usually some sort of daily sitting down, even if it's just fifteen minutes, five minutes. But you know, it's usually at least that sitting down. But it's also bringing it with me throughout the day. It's listening to things in the car if I can, listening to some scripture or some some songs that point to scripture and mm-hmm. reminding because what we need, we need to be reminded of what's true. That's ultimately the answer to all our problems, right? Remembering what's true. What does the Bible say is true? Um, and yeah. 99% of our problems go back to us choosing something other than God's way. Right, right? now right. there's other people that do things to us, but God's word even tells us how to approach other yeah. people sin, you know, so I say 99%, but really all of our problems, you yeah. know, ultimately have an totally. answer in the Bible. Sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it's later when we see Jesus face to face, but we need to be reminded of the truths that are in God's word. Yeah, I think that's so good. And, you know, as I was reading this chapter and thinking about this conversation, um, I thought, you know, there will be some women watching who think that we, me and you, look, me and you, you are an example of doing this right. And we struggle. That's, I just, I just feel like that's important to say that this is a a lifelong 
for most people, now I do know some women who get up at 5 a.m. every day and read their Bible and have an hour with the Lord and then go work out. And that's how they like their, they feel structured and they like their life that way. And I think that's awesome. And for a long time, I thought that's how it had to be. Mm-hmm. I thought if I didn't do it 100% that way, it was wrong or not enough mm-hmm. is a good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've realized as I've gotten older is as long as I am seeking to be in God's word as when I can, when I can and, and making it a priority, not just yeah. when yeah. I can, but making it a priority um, and, and going back to the phone illustration, you know, always, always thinking, what does God's word say? Like having it in the forefront of my mind there. Um, that's what the heart that God is looking for. And so I don't want you to think that Katie and I are like some kind of example of perfection. We're just examples of, of girls who want this in our lives. And so um, I think that's really important. Now, Katie, you talk you how you're a verbal processor. I know this because I'm on a Voxer group with Katie. And so anytime we're working through something, I, I hear that's not what I mean. I just mean I get to hear her thought process, like because she this is a hundred percent true. I thought I have experienced this firsthand. So I'm sure some of you listening are are verbal processors. Um and so t- talk to us about your verbal processing and how your thinking affects your speech. And then how does that carry over into God's word? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Goodness. I, there is a, a time and a place almost every day where I get to this. I can think about things in my head. It's almost like the, the verbal getting it out helps me sort it all. It helps me yeah. organize it. Um, and often the talking about it, whether I'm planning something or if it's maybe more of an emotional thing that I just need to get it out. And then sometimes yeah. I've been hearing myself say things that are just dumb <laughs> helps both in the planning and in the emotional. It's like, that's not right. That's not true. But something about speaking it, it just helps me identify uh yeah what's what's truth what's not what's a good idea what's horrible (laughs) um i don't know it's just the way god's made me and i know there are others out there like it um but then uh, then there's plenty of others that are internal processors that i have a friend like this um when we were on staff with campus crusade and we actually were in east asia for six weeks together and so i got to to kind of observe her and get to know her and she was definitely an internal processor and back when we were on campus too we'd have staff meetings and she'd be really quiet and it was like i knew she had things to say but we talked about it once and she's like she said she literally needs several days Mm -hmm. like if we're as a team discussing what do we do in this situation or what's the plan for next year she needs to hear it and then she needs like several days to think about it and ponder it and then she can yeah. form an opinion and state her opinion. And that was like mind blowing to me. I was like, I could not wait. I, I just couldn't do it. I'd have to talk about it. And so it's just God's made mm-hmm. us all differently. Um, same. I'm definitely the same way as you. I like to verbally process and talk through things. And my husband is a thinker. And he, if I throw something out at him, like 
hey, for a vac vacation this summer, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? And he'll say, we'll have to think about it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I know you have to think about it. Think about it with me. <laughs> right now. <I> think <laughs> together. <laughs> Um, but totally. And, but you know, it's so connected because when we are thinking on God's word, we start to talk about it yeah. and yeah, whatever's on our mind. If, if I've been watching like a movie, I watched a great movie this weekend on the plane, I was traveling and I was thinking about it afterwards and I was telling people, Oh, I watched this movie. I, it was that movie Harriet about Harriet Tubman. It was so good. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's really I good. To. I want to. And so I was thinking about that movie and it keeps coming back in my mind and I want to tell people about it because it was so good. Yeah. God's word is exactly the same way when yeah. you are thinking on it. It's amazing how circumstances will come into your life and you're like, Oh God, that's what you were talking about when you said, mm -hmm. you know, that in your word, and then you could share it with someone close to you mm -hmm. um, or whoever's in the situation right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it can be with each other. It can be with ourselves, too. We need to be able to self-preach. We need to be able to tell ourselves what is true. And if we are not meditating on God's word, the idea is that it, we, we're processing it. We're loving it. It's in us. We may not understand 100% what it means, but, you know, because there are some tricky passages, but we're processing it in such a way that we would be able to talk to somebody about it. They if they say something, it's like, it should be like coming to the forefront of our, oh, that reminds me when I did, oh, that reminds me when I read that, oh, that reminds me, you know, like we should be able to, that's that meditating piece that it, it, it's, it's accessible somewhere. I don't know how brains work, but you know, it's just that it's there and it's available for us so that when a friend needs to hear the truth or when we need to hear the truth, we yeah. can speak back to the lies that are going on in our head and say, no, that's right. not true, but this is true. Yeah, this is true. I like how you said it. it's like a crock pot. We're just, we're meditating on it. We put it in the crock pot and it's just in there and it's like, you know, all coming together and all just marinating and cooking and doing all the things. And then uh, when it's time, it comes out with a delicious roast or something. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. But when we put it all in the crock pot and we ruminate on it and then it comes out in the form of action. And and that's kind of the process of this. This is when we spend time in God's word and then we meditate on it, it turns into action. And so when you spend a little time in Matthew 13, 18 through 23 where you talk about there's four types of hearers and I won't go through all four of them because we've read the book, but the fourth one is the one we want to be. That is uh, the one who hears and understands. And the proof of true hearing is the fruit bearing, right? Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about this, Katie. Like how can we, how can we know if there's fruit in our lives? Like let's do kind of a fruit examination. How can we do that? This can be tricky sometimes because, you know, we, there is fruit and there's fake fruit and mm. often the fruit and the fake fruit look the same to anyone else. Yeah. And sometimes even we can't see the difference between fruit and fake fruit, yeah. um, especially when things are going well. I think when, when life is not stressful and there's no major pain in our lives, we, it's really easy to kind of 
get into the motions of, okay, I'm going to church and I'm singing the songs and I'm listening to the sermon and I'm opening my Bible throughout the week. And it, it might be easy to say that's fruit that I'm going to church, that I'm opening my Bible, but really the, the biblical portion per, portrait of fruit is the, the stuff that has no explanation, but the power of God in us. Yeah. You know, the fruit of the spirit is a great example. You know, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And it's a singular fruit. They all come together. Now, there's some of us that are born. It's not me, but more patient than others. Right. There are some whose disposition are more gentle than others. Again, yeah. not me. Um, there's some that are more self-controlled than others. Maybe those that get up at 5 a.m. like you were talking about and read, read their Bible and go to the gym. They have a lot more self-control than others just naturally mm -hmm. by who they have been made or how they've grown up. Even the environment that they grew up in, maybe it was very self-disciplined. But yeah. that doesn't mean that that is actual supernatural fruit. The yeah. Fruit is, I think, often... Uh, now, it certainly can be a growing of that self-control if you're already naturally mm -hmm. self-controlled. But I think it's really that when you look at something, you like, I really wanted to slap her and I yeah. shut my mouth. OK, <laughs> that's self-control. <laughs> uh, I did not want to get up out of bed and go do X, Y or Z for the whiny kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I chose the better. I, I think that that those type of things where. Mm -hmm we can point to say that without the influence, power, enabling direction of God, I would not have chosen that action. Mm -hmm. I would not have had that attitude. I would not have changed my attitude. Yeah. That's the type of fruit that is truly from God. And it's mm -hmm. hard sometimes if we're not really thinking about it, it could be really easy to go, I'm this night's nice, fruitful. I'm that well-watered woman from Psalm 1, right? I'm doing great. But, and often it's when the hard times come that it shows whether or not our leaves are truly flourishing. If yeah. they wither like that, mm -hmm. uh, because something got taken away from us and oh my goodness, then my attitude is horrible and all of that. That is a, that's more proof of a, that that fruit was not really supernatural. Yeah. And it, it's a moment by moment thing. It's constant. It is. It's constant. It is. And I think one day you wake up and you see yourself responding in a way that you would not have five years ago or, or one year ago. And you realize I've grown, I've grown. And it's the, it's the fruit of the spirit. You know, um, somebody, I heard somebody say once a great measurement of growth is when you're doing something that you once thought was hard and now it's easy. Hmm. And I think that's a, a great measurement of, fruit too, just to know, you know, I used to really, really struggle with patience. And that doesn't mean we won't ever struggle if you, you know, work on that and grow. But when you realize one day, you know, I think I am more patient because that's sanctification. That <laughs> That's what it is. That's what Katie talked about at the beginning of the book. I mean, that's growth. Um, and we should be growing. We should be better next year than we are this year. Mm -hmm. So I love when you said, Katie, that, um, God's word is an indispensable lifeline to God. I thought that was a, a great line and just a, just a great, uh, when you, an indispensable lifeline. I think of that as sort of a tethering or an mm -hmm. attachment again. 
And if we can just remember to keep that attachment to God's word, the way we are with our phones, it would be awesome. So happy soul, but number three, the secret of the number three secret of the happy soul is be attached to God's word. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us this week. It was really fun. Yeah. And thanks, yeah, so stay, join us again next time for number four, the secret number four. Looking forward to it. I haven't read it yet. Yay. So, I know. I'm excited to see what it is. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.